0: I constantly am looking for ways that our business can do business faster and more efficiently, but still with the high, high touch level of customer service. What would you do with an
1: army of raving fans? How would that transform your business? Creating a five-star customer experience is the most important thing that you can do in your business. It will help you stand out, rise to the top, and save you thousands of dollars in marketing. I am obsessed with finding and creating five-star customer experiences. In fact, it's my superpower. On this journey together, you'll hear interviews with business owners at the top of their industries, sharing actionable strategies and tips to improve your customer experience and create your own army of raving fans. I'm your guide, Christine Huey. Welcome to the 5-star experience show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the 5-star experience show. I'm your guide Christine Huey and I'm so glad that you're here today. I have a wonderful interview in store for you. So today I am interviewing Brandy Gar who has created and scaled three six-figure businesses in the event industry. She is phenomenal. We're going to be talking about her business, Blush Events, based out of Central Florida, which has actually grown by 40% during COVID. I have to say, I have yet to hear of an event company that is doing well during COVID, until I met Brandy and heard about her company, Blush. So you guys are gonna absolutely love this episode and I learned a ton. So if you are in the middle of growing, if you are experiencing massive amounts of growing pains, this is the episode for you. Brandy talks about how to scale your business successfully, and it is one for the books. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. And without further ado, here is Brandy. Hello, Brandy. I'm so excited to have you on our show today. I've been digging into your podcast, She Who Dares, but what really wanted me to get you on the show is the fact that you own an event business. And despite the fact that COVID has really decimated most event companies that I know of, you've been able to grow your revenue 40% by really elevating your customer experience. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about what you do.
0: Thank you so much, Christine, for having me on the show. It's so exciting to be here. And um, yeah, so we own two event planning companies here in Central Florida. We're about five minutes away from the mouse. (laughs) So we're right here near Disney in Orlando. And we own a wedding planning company as well as a corporate events planning company. And we have really grown during this COVID season, which I know is mind boggling to some people because they're like, there's no way events have been completely shut down. And that is true. (laughs) Events are very slowly starting to come back here as we um, enter the fall. But what we have found is that we now have time to really double down on so many marketing efforts that we've never had time for really in the past. You know, you get busy and you just think, oh, I should do this or I should do that. And you just don't. And so a lot of those things that we'd always put on the back burner, we've really doubled down on. We have tried very hard to keep as much of our staff as we can, which has been amazing because we've got all of them just laser focused on growing our business. And we've really started focusing on where are our clients? Where are they finding us? How are they finding us? We're working a lot on what works and what doesn't instead of just kind of like throwing stuff up at a wall, you know? And so it's been really fun to kind of watch our sales grow as we've implemented new things and as we've restructured how we do business. So it's been it's been actually a really fun COVID season. I have to say, I don't know that that many people would say that COVID's been a blessing. So far it has been for us. And I know that that's not the reality of many. So I'm fully aware of that and really thankful for that.
1: I think that's amazing. So let's set the stage on how this happened. So COVID hits, we're talking March, 2020, Yep. What were your initial thoughts and then how were you able to pivot into this doubling down on the things that are really moving the needle for your business?
0: Yeah. So you're completely right. March 15th, 16th. I mean, I swear I will never forget that day because- a friend of mine texted me and said, "Hey, the grocery stores are getting crazy." And I was like, "What? Why?" And so my husband and I thought, "Well, we should at least go get groceries." And while we were grocery shopping, my phone, I must have received 90 texts and emails. I mean, it was the most insane thing, and I just looked at my husband and I was like, "I have to get home." And so we quickly got the groceries and he as soon as we got to the house, he was like, "Just go." And I locked myself in our bedroom. And I don't think I left for 12 hours. I mean, the calls and the emails and the texts from brides and grooms. And we do about 180 weddings a year for our company. And we also had a massive conference coming up just a couple weeks away. And, you know, there was so much uncertainty. Are we canceling? Are we not canceling? What are we doing? You know, and it just was crazy. So we ended up canceling really or postponing. Thankfully, we only had two cancellations, but postponing gosh, I want to say over 40 events total. And it was, it was just, it was unlike anything I've ever dealt with as a business owner, to be honest, it was, you know, a lot of thinking we could still do the events because it's like, well, no, it's fine. It's fine. And then as the days would lead on, you know, it was like, now you can only do 50 people. Now you can only do 25 people now 10 and now zero. And it was a little bit of shock and awe, I'm not going to lie, but I feel like I cannot stand to be idle. (laughs) I always say to my husband, you know, one day I just want to like sit and do nothing. And he was like, no, you don't. You would lose your mind. (laughs) And I think that had a lot to do with it. It immediately, to me, it was like as soon as those 48, 72 hours were over where we were just in this rescheduling mania once that died down, it was kind of like, well, now the whole world just shut down. So like now what we can't just sit here and, you know, revenue wasn't coming in. Sales weren't booking final payments now weren't being paid because people were moving their dates. And I thought we have to be able to stay in business. I mean, there's no way that we can just just sit for however long this is going to be around. And at that time I had honestly zero idea that it was going to be around for as long as it has been. I just thought a couple weeks, but, um, and so that's when we really started thinking, okay, how can we still serve? How can we still serve brides and grooms, corporate clients? What can we be doing? And so our team immediately came up with what we call the blush virtual planner, which I had been already. Dipping my toe into the coaching space. So, I coached other business owners to kind of grow their businesses like I have been able to. And I was just really starting to understand what it looked like to build a course. And so, we decided to take that knowledge and build what we call Blush Virtual Planner, which is basically an online planning portal for brides and grooms to plan their weddings with our help. So, the difference between like us and the not would be. You know, you go on the knot and they've got so many incredible tools and templates that you can use. But with us, you also have 12 hour access, seven days a week from nine to nine to our planning team. And so we can help with like vendor referrals or asking, what do I do with grandma? Where does she sit? You know, how do I walk her down the aisle? Any kind of questions that you would have all virtually. So you can zoom with our team. We can jump on a chat with you. We can voice text you all these different things. And it's been really unique and interesting to see couples take to it. And how fast we were able to get it turned out was honestly incredible. It took us about 12 days to get it completely built and launched. And basically what we did was – I mean, we weren't doing anything else anyway at that point. So we were, we were just like heads down, taking all of our tools and templates that we used to plan weddings – as planners that have been doing this for a long time and developing them into templates that brides can use and then creating this platform where they can chat with us anytime they want to literally from their smartphone, they can just be like, I have a question. I'm going to go into BVP and ask it and get an answer right away. And so it's been really interesting. And one of the things I loved about BVP is it also gave us a platform to be able to give back to our community. So we partnered with the Above and Beyond Foundation And they're a community, um, a grant foundation that gives back to hospitality workers that are out of work due to COVID. And so we were able to fund several grants through that as well. So honestly, that was kind of the beginning of it. And we just were like, we have to just do business a different way. And so that's really what we started thinking instead of thinking, when will we be able to get back to business as normal? We immediately thought normal's never coming again. We have got to figure out how to shift how we do business. And so that was kind of the beginning of how we started pivoting, which is the terrible word of 2020, right?
1: (laughs) It's the word that none of us ever wanted to have to use.
0: No, I know. That's a terrible word. Now, everybody thinks of the Friends episode pivot, pivot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. Oh my gosh. That will be me. That will be the meme of 2020.
0: I know. It's terrible.
1: Well, what an inspiring story. That's really incredible. I know I will never forget the days after COVID because we were very similar owning a food tour company where all of a sudden it was hundreds of emails with people asking for refunds. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was not in any way prepared for that. Because I remember even three days beforehand, somebody asked, do you think you'll have to shut down your business due to COVID? (laughs) And I very confidently said no. Uh, And I was very, very wrong. So I think it's incredible. There's so many businesses that, including mine, we weren't really able to make that leap. I I had no idea how to go digital. So what a brilliant idea.
0: Yeah. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. One of the other things that I know that you speak about is your change in philosophy. So it wasn't just taking what you already did and transforming it into a digital space. It was also, you have this, uh, concept of meeting your customer where they are. Yeah. Do you mind telling my listeners a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah. And I think that really came from that idea of us trying to figure out, okay, how do we continue to be able to meet with brides? Because at that time we have a gorgeous, cute little three bedroom house in downtown Orlando. That's so adorable that we spent so much money and time and making amazing. And so that's where we had always met our brides. And I was pretty passionate about as often as possible. I want our brides in this space because it feels like they're planning wedding. Like it's just beautiful. It puts people in the right mindset well, when COVID happened, that was not possible anymore. And so we really started thinking, okay, where do our brides find us? How do they find us? How can we still meet with them? How can we still deliver the same experience? The nice thing about the events industry is that while we couldn't host events, then we could still book events for the future. And so that was something that's very, um, beneficial to us in the weddings industry, I know, or events at all, like in your industry and food tours, I have also friends that have food trucks and I think it is very different because you really are only taking in revenue for the here and now, you know, like if -hmm. they can't take a tour or they can't come to a food truck event, there's no income. Whereas with us, Right. The income dropped drastically, but for people getting married still in 2021, we were still able to be planning virtually on the phone and on zoom. So what we really started thinking though, is what do we do now that doesn't make it easy for people to do business with us? And one of those things, I feel like I'm literally like ashamed to even say this. I sent out an email to my people earlier this week saying like, don't do what I did. Um, Even just as recently as last summer, we had an autoresponder on our Facebook that said, thank you so much for inquiring with blush, but if you would like more information, please visit our website. And I always would say, you know, that's how we do business. We want them to come through our inquiry form. I don't want to have to be talking to people via messenger or via DM or all the other ways. This is the way they inquire with us. And I don't, looking back, I think, was that an ego thing? I don't really know what it was, but either way we started thinking, wait, if someone wants to DM us or message us on Facebook, we should be answering their questions there, right where they are. Like, why are we making them change platforms? That makes no sense. And so we really started just trying it. We were like, okay, if a bride messages us through Messenger, we have someone on our team that can monitor Messenger. We have somebody that's monitoring DMs. We have somebody that has a text. So we actually started – offering also for brides to text us questions because our sales phone, our office phone is actually a cell phone anyway. So we were like, it has texting capability. I hate talking on the phone. So if I could text someone a question, I'm like, I'm all in. I don't want to have to call you. And when I tell you the change and how many bookings we started getting was immediate, I mean, immediate, like we were like, oh my gosh, people are, Literally booking us in our DMs. We're not even having to have a consultation with them. They're just like, you're the only company that has gotten back to me in 48 hours. Literally the only company that's even gotten back to them. And we were answering their questions. We were like, you know, here's our pricing. Here's a link to our to our um, packages. If you'd like to schedule a consultation, here we are. We would answer any of their questions that they had. And we had multiple people just say to us, you know what? Honestly, I think you guys are awesome. I just want to work with you. Can you send me a contract? And done, done and wrapped up. And it just was really so interesting to me when I started thinking about that's the way people are doing business now. Like they're doing it from their phone. They don't have time to be led through an entire sales process. I think that there's still a purpose for having a sales process. I'm not saying to get rid of it because I do think that there's value in it. But I also think that there's people who just already know they want to work with you And why make that difficult for them? Just book them, you know, just do it where they are and meet them where they are and give them a contract. Give them what they want.
1: Brandy, what I really love about what you just said is the fact that you actually put value out there before anybody ever paid you. So from day one and from message one, you're showing we're responsive. We've got answers to your question and we're here to help whether or not you pay us. Like we're willing to help just, off the cuff. And I think that builds so much trust with your customers mm-hmm. where they look at you and they say, oh my gosh, well, these people are responding and they're so helpful. Why would I not want to work with them when this is the service that I receive before I ever gave them dollar $1? I think that's really incredible.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's such a huge piece to any brand. We've been talking about that a lot on the podcast and through my coaching is people really like to do business with people they know they like, and they trust. I mean, that's so true, right? If you Um, if you buy from somebody, it's typically because you either know, like, or trust them. And so building that with your customers, we started implementing things like, you know, we have a free checklist for brides on our Instagram. They can literally click and get it. They don't need to pay us anything or do anything. They can get the checklist just because we were like, Hey, if we can help you by just giving you our checklist we use for our clients, go right ahead. And downloaded, it's super helpful. And so I think those are just the kind of things that build you as an expert and help people to trust you and know that what I love for you to want to choose to do business with us, of course. But if I can help you and just give you a tool that will make your life easier, I think that you're going to tell everyone you know about me anyway, because you're going to say, oh my gosh, I got this really cool checklist from Blush so helpful. And even if you didn't choose to work with us as your planner, maybe for budget reasons or whatever, you're likely going to tell other people, but they were so awesome anyway. They were so, I love following their Instagram or whatever, and then kind of go from there. So I, do, I think that there's a lot of value in serving before you sell anyway.
1: I absolutely love that. Now at this point, now that we are almost six months into this coronavirus crisis, can you ever imagine going back to the old way of doing things?
0: You know what? I, I honestly can't. I mean, there there's so much talking about among our staff to even say, do we want to go back to in-person meetings? Do we want to, you know, have a studio anymore? Do we how How moving forward will we continue to move the needle the way we have, you know, even in our sales process, when someone does go through our full sales process, which still happens the bulk of the time they go through our, you know, our inquiry form or whatever on our website, we've even changed how they, that works. You know, a human doesn't have to touch every step of that process for them to get quick answers. And I don't think we'll ever go back. I don't know any reason why we would. And what's interesting, the reason I don't think we will is because even people who really probably never in the past would have embraced technology, you know, maybe parents of the bride or parents of the groom or even just older brides and grooms that were like, I don't want to do business on Zoom. I want to meet you face to face they've had to embrace it because either their job or their child's school or something has forced them to learn this new platform. And now they're like, wait a second. So I can like meet with you and never even have to leave my house and I can choose to work with you. So it's interesting. This pandemic has forced people to find a new way to do things. And honestly, I think most of them like it. You know, we want to get out of our house. I don't think any of us are like, Hey, can I stay here longer? No. (laughs) But realizing how much more efficient you can be by not driving all over town or not doing meetings after you've worked a long day, but just jumping on Zoom instead. I mean, there's so much value in it. So I think companies that aren't embracing this new technology are going to fall by the wayside quickly. And so I've really been trying to tell everyone I know find someone that can help you with the automations, find somebody that can help you with the workflows. I mean, there's so many VAs and OBMs out there that can help you, you have to figure out a way to automate your business because Gen Z, the generation that's coming up, you know, they were born between, I don't know, 96 and 2010, I think, and they're going to be our new clients and they do not want to take time to do business. They're like, I made a decision, move on. And they're doing it all from their phone. So if your business isn't moving in a way that moves quickly, and is very mobile friendly like very you know you can't just be like have a mobile friendly website anymore you have to actually be able to navigate fully on the phone um yeah i think that they're that's just what they're looking for they want to just do business quickly and move on they're not researchers like um the millennials were
1: i think that makes sense i i definitely see a wave of people coming through where they're like okay i just want to pick something that's going to be good And I'm just going to choose and move forward because I don't have time to figure this out.
0: (laughs) Yep. That's exactly right. So if you can be that person for them and make them feel warm and fuzzy from the first second you start talking to them, I mean, bonus for you, they're not going to move on. You know, they're, they're just going to pick you.
1: I love it. I want to dig into something you said earlier where you talked about how automation and use, the use of VAs has really helped your business. Do you mind yeah. going into that a little bit more? I know you are maybe a little bit of an automation expert, so I'd love <laughs> to hear how did you get into it, um, like when and how, and then how has it transformed the way that you do business? How has it made life a little bit easier?
0: So it's funny that you say, um, I know that you're probably an expert at it. I, my staff would just crack up dying laughing <laughs> if they heard you say that. Cause they're like, no, <laughs> we don't let Brandy actually touch any of the automations. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know when something is well over my pay grade and I, I genuinely am a, almost neurotically a time junkie. Like I value every second of every day. Probably to a fault almost, but I'm like, every second has to have purpose. If it doesn't have purpose, I don't want to be involved. And I know that sounds crazy. And sometimes I probably just need to, like, just sit, but I can't. Um, And so when I say that, I constantly am looking for ways that our business can do business faster and more efficiently, but still with the high, high touch level of customer service. Because customer service at the end of the day is what I value above all else. I will pay. An absolute premium to have the best customer service um, and to know something's being done right immediately. So that's something I value a lot. So in my business, I'm, I do really the same thing. I want to make sure that they are getting a high touch value and level of service, but I want to be able to do that in a way that's super efficient. So I'm constantly pushing our team, and we have brought someone into our team who is the automation expert. And I will constantly say to her, I want I want this email to do X, Y, and Z. And I don't want anyone to ever have to touch it. Like if someone has to touch the middle of that process, then I don't want it. Figure out a different way to do it. And so I'm, what I feel like I bring to the table is being able to say, I need it to do these things. What can it do that? Um, And I push, like I'll keep pushing her and say, I know there's a way we have to figure it out. And now in the land of Zapier. I don't know if you're familiar with Zapier, but my goodness, it's like my favorite new thing ever. I couldn't tell you how to use a zap to save my life, but I can tell you I love them. (laughs) And so I constantly will say, there has to be a zap for that. Go find it. There has to be one. And, um, and our team is really great about hearing a vision and saying, I know we can make this work. And so they will go figure it out. They'll figure out how to make All of the pieces of the puzzle work in a way that's super efficient. So for instance, when someone inquires on our website, they immediately get an email, which that's fairly standard, but they get an email that takes them to multiple different places. They can either you know, read that our frequently asked questions and then book a consult with us all again done electronically. So that's like through acuity and through our website. And there's a zap that takes them to all those places. Um, they can learn more about different things we've written on our blog, just all that kind of stuff. And then the next email, if they booked a consult, they get taken out of the process. If they didn't book a consult, they get another email. So there's just all these things. And I I think some people out here are going to be listening and go, Duh, but because they've done this for so long, but the, in my industry, especially and in a small business, I don't think we take advantage of so many of these things that are actually quite easy to do and very inexpensive as well. The land of VA's virtual assistants is now, it's no longer like this thing that only some people have. I mean, they're, they're abundant. And the thought that you can hire somebody who actually genuinely loves to figure out how to make the puzzle work is like, why would I spend hours and hours and hours and hours trying to figure out how to use a zap when I can hire somebody for an hour, pay them good money for that one hour and they can probably make 10 zaps work, you know? So I think that there's just a lot of value in, in hiring people for strategy, hiring people that understand how to do what you're wanting it to do. So automations, workflows, workflows are a big deal to me. I think understanding just like what your client journey is, what they need next, how you can get that to them without human interaction because humans are flawed. You know, at the end of the day, we're busy. We might forget, we might drop the ball, but an automation is going to be there no matter what. So it's like, you know, just your little friend over there in the corner working away while you're sipping your latte.
1: I absolutely love that. I was actually just introduced to automation in January of this year. So we started using it, I guess it was early February. We had like one month of use. And then of course we were (laughs) shut down, which was super unfortunate, but it's interesting because I, I totally understand what you're saying about small business owners. I think a lot of us were so used to grinding it out and we're so used to saying we have to be this person because if I hire somebody else, it comes off of my income. And in the early days, I think we're taught to do everything we can to protect our income. And yet I really see the value in what you're saying. If you can invest in somebody that's going to really help your strategy, there's Mm -hmm. almost no replacement for that. You pay them one time and it saves you hours of your time every single week.
0: And that's the thing too, is that you can hire a VA based on a project, you know, so you can say, I want you to set up all of these automations for me. And then it's one and done. Or you can hire somebody, let's say, I mean, you can hire somebody for as little as nine hours a month. So that's like, I mean, sometimes that's maybe $200. And I know that we hear that and we think, oh my gosh, $200 a month, especially when you're barely making any income. I promise you, you will 10 times your income from what they can do for you. And you're so right. I love that you said grinding it out. Like we sometimes think if we're not busy, we're not doing enough. And that's so false. You know, it's so false. Sometimes it's like you go to a networking event and it's like, who's the most stressed out at the event. That's the person who's killing it the most. And it's like, I don't want to look stressed out. I, my job is to look perfectly calm in the most high stress situations at events. And so why do I want to look stressed out to my peers? You know, I don't, I want to be able to run a successful business and not be involved in all the pieces and puzzle that goes on to get a client from inquiry to booking and then from booking to the end of their event. And then even post event, I mean, you know, we have automations that go out that say, please review us, you know, um, send us your pictures, follow us on social media. And then even as far as a year from their event, we have six emails that go out between the last day of their wedding or their event. And the year their one year anniversary, because we want to just stay up to date. You know, here's tips on dating your new husband or just different things like that. And I think there's just a lot of value in keeping your clients, um, you know, keeping yourself top of mind to your clients.
1: I love that. And if you can do that automatically where you have a system and all these things come out and it feels personal to your customer, that is for sure a five-star experience that you're not having to
0: drive every single day. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, yeah. Well, since you have
1: used VAs, uh, and and this is a world that I have not yet ventured into, do you mind explaining a little bit about what you look for in a VA?
0: Yeah. So for me, I I think it really depends on exactly what you need in your business. So I'm kind of glad that you asked this question because this is something that I've been talking with um, other entrepreneurs a lot lately. Is don't hire somebody just to get tasks off of your plate because that's not actually going to help you in the end. You want to hire somebody that has a skill set that is opposite of yours or is where you lack the most. So for instance, for me, automations are probably the skill set I lack the most because I don't have the I don't have the ability to just sit down and figure it out I don't care. I want it to just work quickly. <laughs> so I just don't have the patience to sit down So I hire somebody that has a huge skill set in automation and workflow because I just want to be able to tell them this is how I want it to work and I want it to do that. So if I hired somebody that was like me and maybe was great at marketing or great at drafting emails, well, I can do that on my own pretty well. I'm sure that there's people that I could hire that could do it better, but I already can do that. Well, what I need somebody to do is to, is to fill the gap that I really don't have, or that I'm going to spend hours doing. One of the things I tell entrepreneurs to do too, is to think through, okay, let's say you charge a hundred dollars an hour for your business. If it takes you, let's say four to six hours to figure out how to make a workflow work, what on earth you just spent four to six hundred dollars doing that when you could have spent two hundred dollars hiring somebody to do it faster and less frustration, and you could have been doing something to grow your business even better in the skill set you have. So what I look for in a VA is I look for somebody that has an opposite skill set of mine or has a skill set in the hole that I'm kind of missing. And then I also look for somebody that can grow with us. So for us, I hired somebody recently that is incredibly gifted in, in automations and workflows, but she's also extremely gifted in team building and team dynamics and kind of like, um, organizing a company. And I did not even know that that was something I needed in my business. I've run my business for 13 years and I never even dreamed that was something I needed until we started really interviewing people. Now I ended up hiring an integrator because at where we are, we have six people on our team, we needed someone a little bit more, a lot more than a VA. So the difference just for your listeners who may not know, cause I actually did not know this till about eight months ago, but a VA is kind of somebody you would think of that is great at like, let's say this, the workflows and automations, or they're great at making graphics for you. They are great at checking your emails or things like that. So they're very helpful, but they're kind of like Um, like a right hand in your business. And then an integrator is a high level, almost like your COO. So they're literally the next in command under you. So my team had to get used to the fact that instead of coming to me, they, they now were going to go to this person that we brought into the business who, by the way, had never, ever, ever been in our industry before. And they were like, Why on earth are you bringing her into our business? And I was like, because we all know how to run our industry. We don't need help with running our industry. We need help with everything else. And that, when I cannot even describe the up level it has been to have somebody that can take running our team off of my plate so that I can now focus on what our next steps are, how we're going to grow, what it looks like for um, our company in three years or five years and how we're going to get there. And she really is focused on bringing out of each of our team members what they're amazing at and how they can help our company grow based on what their skill set is. And it's just been really interesting. So when you hire, all that to say, when you hire, hire for strategy, hire for somebody that can grow with your team and that would have a skill set that you don't, that can bring that to the table.
1: It's really interesting you say all this because I think growing up, I was so it was just kind of ingrained into me to work on your weaknesses. Okay. This thing that you're terrible at, like, why are you not improving it? And as a business owner, I'm like, wow, there is literally zero value in me really trying to work on my weaknesses. I can hire for my weaknesses.
0: A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. And the interesting thing is when you have business owners that are great visionaries, if you can lean into your strengths, you're going to take your strengths so much farther than what you would actually improve your weaknesses on.
0: You said that so perfectly, and I may use that, Christine. But the oh, it, you said it so perfectly because you're absolutely right. We're taught all the time, like you know, I, I used to always say I don't like doing things I'm not good at, and it made me sound kind of egotistical. That's not at all. I was just like. I only want to work on things that I can see the needle moving on. I want to be brilliant at a few things instead of mediocre at a ton. And I can hire people that can be brilliant at the other things, you know? And so – that's what we've really done. We have a team of six. They're all so different. Oh my gosh. So different. But what we've really put together is a team that has allowed me to completely step out of the day-to-day operations of our business and to really just focus on growth and where we're going and how we're going to get there. And I've never in 13 years been able to dream like I have now. I've always just been like, we're successful if everyone is paid. Like that's what always felt like success to me. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I have room to breathe. And I have a team that's like, okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? And it's just really amazing to see how much more you can do when you have space to breathe. And that comes from being able to bring people onto your team that can fill the voids for you instead of you spending all this time grinding it out.
1: So a couple more questions. Yeah. What would you say to the entrepreneur that says, Oh, Brandy, this all sounds amazing, but I don't know that I can afford it. Yep.
0: Yep. I think that's a great question. I, I've been there (laughs) and I will say every time I've ever hired in my business, I've done it 100% out of faith. There's not, there was zero percent of me that already knew we could do it. <laughs> um it was just kind of like I think we can. And what's been interesting is each time I've hired, whether it was part-time or full-time or just on contract, each time it's it's more than produced the revenue that I thought that it was going to. So for instance, I always say I feel like it's almost like a balloon about to pop. Like I felt multiple times in our business where It's like our business is growing so much that I, we're either going to explode and that's not good, or we need to figure out where we can get help. And so the, or we need to deflate, right? I mean, that's, that's your options. You got to go backwards and say, we can't take on all this business or you're going to explode or you need to get help. And so that's what we've always done is kind of right there where we're feeling like, oh gosh, like, do we keep going? Do we take on the next level of business? or do we pull back, that's when we've brought someone on. And I I confidently can say, I have never ever hired somebody already having their salary in the bank, ever. (laughs) I I always am like, oh Lord, please, please let me be able to pay this person because they're counting on me for their mortgage. Um, And it's always just brought so much value. I mean, of course, over 13 years, we've made some bad hires and you learn from those. but we've never, I've never waited until we had the money. And so what I tell people that say, I don't have the money is if again, go back to that scenario where it's like, okay, but if you're charging clients hundred dollars an hour and you spend six hours doing something that's not even growing your business, why, what can you be better focused on why you pay someone else, I mean, you guys, VAs go out for like 15 to $20 an hour. So if you could pay a VA three hours a week, I mean, think about that. That's $45. It's $45. What do you waste $45 on in your business? And a VA that is good at something you're not will produce more in three hours than you would produce in twelve. And so you have to really just think about that. What can, break it down. Don't make it sound so scary. People always think, I can't hire, I can't hire. And I'm like, think about what you actually need. How much time will it take? What can you pay somebody to do it? And how much better can they do it than you? And with that time, what will you focus on to grow more? Don't sit and have a coffee, you know, like go do something else in your zone of genius. So when you really break it down, you can afford it. And I don't think, I'm not saying go out and hire a full timer. I'm not saying that. <laughs> don't do that right away. But get a VA that can grow with you. Start at three hours a week. I mean, that's, I mean, tons of VAs do nine hours a month. So three hours a week would be 12 hours a month. So that's great. Um, hire a VA that can grow with you. Add a couple hours each week. Add what they're doing. And then when you've busted out of what they're capable of, keep them bring on another VA. Like you don't have to, lots of companies have multiple VAs. You don't have to just have one. So now you're like, okay, we've got social media rocking over here. Now I need help with emails. If your current VA can't help or isn't skilled in that, ask if they know someone who is and bring on a different VA to handle that section of your business. And then eventually you'll grow into having either a part-time or a full-time staff person. But this is an easy way to bring someone on at a reasonable amount of money.
1: I absolutely love that answer. And what I'm really getting from that is that if you are a stressed out business owner, because you have (laughs) a ton on your plate, you almost can't afford not to hire somebody to help you.
0: A hundred percent. And you know what I will say is, um, just hearing you say, if you're a stressed out business owner, that kind of reminds me. One of the reasons a lot of people don't hire anyone is just because they almost feel Incapable um, of even knowing where to look, and so I would say to ask friends. So, like if you're in a Facebook group of other entrepreneurs, or um, or there's tons of Facebook groups for VAs out there. Be specific about what you're looking for, and say, does anyone have a recommendation for somebody who's really gifted in this? The other thing I would say to you, I know that you guys are going to say, no way, but right now a lot of people have downtime because it's COVID. Everything you do, literally everything you do in your business, even if it's just writing an email or, um, writing a timeline, like my staff writes timelines a lot, go into loom. If you're not familiar with it, loom is a video recording app. You can get it for free on your computer and video record every single thing you do in your business. Literally everything while you have time. Um, if it's making a social post, whatever it is, the cool thing about loom is it records your voice so you can talk over it and it records your screen. So you can turn those into training videos. We have looms for literally everything in our business. And we recently just started that. So that's not even something we've done forever, but it's great because when you do bring on a VA to help you, now you can just be like, okay, here's a loom on how to do my social media. Here's a loom on how to write our emails. Here's a loom on how to check my email, literally everything. And then you won't be so stressed out because you won't have to teach them. You'll just give them a loom and say, ask me if you have questions. It's great.
1: I love that. I was introduced to Loom earlier this year when I started looking into automation and Loom is incredible. And for those of you that don't know, I will definitely link it into the show notes Yeah,
0: and it's free. Yes, <laughs> so it's, it's kind free. of amazing.
1: Yeah. Why not use it if it's going to be free? Oh, it's amazing. You touched on my next question a little bit about where do you find these people outside of asking friends and family and contacts and people that you know, do you have any VA services that you love that we could link in the show notes?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll send you the link to actually my integrator has a VA service, which is great because that way, you know, if I have VA work that needs to get done, she has VAs that can do it for me. Or if somebody wants to hire her team just to do va service she absolutely has staff that can do that and the nice part is that they're trained you know like they're trained to do it her way and she's very you know abc like this is how it goes and so i feel very confident in recommending her um tamara munoz and she's wonderful but i'll send you the link christine so that you can link it in the show notes to her website and you know i will say it is scary to find a va i'm not gonna lie you guys every once in a while you might get a VA that you're like, this is not a good fit. But I would say, again, ask for recommendations. Also in Facebook, there's a group called VA Savvies, S-A-V-V-I-E-S. The only problem that I, and I think that's a great group, the only challenge is if you go in there and say, I'm looking for a VA to do, let's say social media work, you're gonna get like 200 responses. So it can be a little overwhelming. So I definitely recommend asking somebody that you know, Um, asking somebody in your industry or just putting on your Facebook page, Hey, does anybody know anyone? But Tamara is incredible and is perfect for service-based businesses. So if you have a service-based business, her VAs know how to do all of it. Thank
1: you so much. Gosh, what a great way and what great tools to level up your business while keeping your five-star experience intact. Yeah. All right, Brandy, I want to move. I want to change gears a little bit because I know that you have your hands and a lot of really amazing things, and I have a feeling that my listeners are going to want to hear more from you. So <laughs> tell me about your podcast, She Who Dares.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's my passion project, and I love it. So She Who Dares podcast really, it came to me randomly. Um, I was kind of pushed into doing it by my husband, and I found that it's literally the favorite thing i do every single week but what i love so much is hearing um startup stories from entrepreneurs because i think what i'm what i really feel most fashion about passionate about is helping other entrepreneurs scale and succeed and I think what's hard is that so often they see a business owner like me or like you, Christine, or just other people they see on the internet. And they're like, oh my gosh, she has it all. They, everything's perfect. I, I want my business to look like that. And really, I mean, still today, there's crazy things that happen behind the scenes that obviously I don't share on Instagram, but there were also hard, hard years. You know, there was so much blood, sweat, tears, grit, grind, missing my kids' sports, missing things on the weekends because I'm a wedding planner um, that you didn't see because all you're seeing now is my middle, right? Hopefully my middle. I don't want it to be my end, but um, my middle. And so what my podcast is really designed to do is to kind of pull back the onion on successful business owners to say, tell me about your journey. Like, how did you name your company? How did you even come up with the idea? How did you get into the industry um, what, what were some of the things that you learned that you wish you could help anyone else not to have to learn the hard way? Um, you know, what, what's something you would tell somebody that's just starting out in the industry? And I just, I, it's been so fun to get to sit with these entrepreneurs that, I mean, are just high level entrepreneurs that share their story and they share just I mean, like my podcast guest this week actually was saying, I came up with the idea in the shower and she was like, I literally remember saying to my husband, like, what do you think about this idea? And he kind of looked at her like, uh, I don't think that's going to work. And now she's massively successful. Like anyone, anywhere in the wedding industry knows who she is. And so it's just so cool to get to hear those stories and to hear her talk about how people would make her feel so silly in the beginning because they were like, that's a dumb idea. Like nobody's going to do that. And she was like, I believe in this. And so it's really meant to inspire other entrepreneurs who are kind of just starting out or aspiring to be, a business owner and to say, don't give up. You know, everyone had a hard beginning. Everyone has a journey and a story. And then every once in a while I'll pepper in a solo episode that'll kind of be like what I'm learning now or what we're doing now to build our business or, you know, how we reach six six figures in our business, how we made our first hire. So I like to always kind of give you tips and tricks along the way of what I've learned And so I pepper in solo episodes every once in a while too, but it's really meant to just inspire entrepreneurs to just get it. You know,
1: I love that. I'll be honest. I was kind of binging your solo episodes this weekend. There's a lot of great content in there. Thank Uh, you. There was one in particular about overnight success. Mm -hmm. I really loved it because (laughs) there's so many people, even, even me, like people talk and they're like, Oh, you're that person that owns the food tour in Nashville. And I'm like, uh, yeah the food tour that hasn't operated in 6 months <laughs> and um, i uh. i think people they see the end product and they're like yep. oh my gosh well that must have been amazing i could never do that and it's like yep. oh well if you saw all of the missteps and challenges that i had you would you would be like oh well this this is normal and so i love that you're normalizing the journey mm-hmm. and you're normalizing the challenges because it's so easy to see the end product and to see what people share on social media Yep. And of course, I think as business owners, most of us aren't, um, especially in social media, we're not as willing. We want to protect our image. So we didn't want to show yes. where like things went totally off the rails and yep. it happened to work out, but like, Oh, <laughs> by the skin of our <laughs> teeth, we made this thing work. Yes. Uh, and I think that's just, that's something that is in the beginning. like a weekly occurrence.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. And honestly, even now, I mean, there's things that we try that are a total flop and I'm like, well, and I I don't think social media is the place for that. I'm just going to be perfectly honest. You're not going to find that on my social media. I'm not going to walk you behind the scenes of my business and be like, this was terrible. Look how bad it went, you know, but that is what I get to do on the podcast. And I get to say, you know, um, social media is meant for gloss and glam and to see all of the awesome things that we're doing. But the podcast is a great way to say, Here's how we got there and here was the three times it failed first, you know. And here's why we don't think it went well and it's kind of a look back too. And so I love it. I love getting to connect with so many listeners. Um and just I my favorite is when I get a new business owner that'll text me and say, "Oh my gosh, I listened to your episode and it was like exactly what I needed to hear today." And I'm like, "That is awesome. That is exactly why we do it, you know. I want to inspire people to just Go after everything they're dreaming of, you know.
1: I absolutely love that. So, yes, definitely, guys, check out the She Who Dares podcast. You can hear a little bit more about Brandy and all of the amazing people that she's connected with. Thank you. Now, one last thing I know that you have developed over time a passion for helping other entrepreneurs, (laughs) and you're doing some coaching on the side. So, if Some of my listeners want to connect with you and learn more about the cool things that you're doing and what you have to offer. What's the best way for them to do that?
0: Yeah, so they can visit brandygar.com. So it's B-R-A-N-D-E-E. G-A-A-R.com. And our website has our podcast episodes and blogs and lots of education, um, lots of free templates and downloads that people can grab. And then I'm on Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Facebook, all the places (laughs) at Brandy Gar. And I do try to bring a lot of just free education to all of my platforms as well, just to help people level up. But Um, coaching is what I'm super passionate about. We have a group mastermind launching at the end of September, which is exciting. And just so much stuff to just kind of say, you know, this is what I've learned over 13 years and let me help you to skip some of the speed bumps that I had. And so I love my very, very, very favorite thing is to sit with an entrepreneur just like on a zoom call And they'll say to me, gosh, I just don't know. Like, I don't really know what my niche is or I don't know what packages I'm selling. And just by the end of that call, they're like, I can sell anything to anyone. And I'm like, yes, because you just need somebody sometimes to pull your genius out of you. You know, talk through it with you and say, this is how you do it. Here's a template. Here's a spreadsheet. Here's a tool. Um, I wish so desperately there that I had that I had great mentors, but it's, you know, having a coach that can walk alongside you and give you the tools that you need to level up your business is it's like gold. I mean, you know, Christine, we're both in masterminds and there's just nothing like having a community of other entrepreneurs and a coach that's gone before you to say, let me help you. Let me bring you along. And, um, gosh, you just level up so much faster. So, yep, that's where people can find me and i love to, um, chat.
1: Yeah. And Brandy is exactly right. I tell you, nothing has leveled up my business like being in a mastermind. I was, uh, nervous about the cost. I was nervous about all of it to be completely honest. And I said, all right, I'm going to give this two to three months. And if I don't see, if I don't feel like I'm getting my money's worth, then I'm going to leave and two months in my business doubled. I mean, it was insane. And it was just when you finally have somebody that you can talk things through and they can work strategy with you, it just changes your whole world. Because I think that because we are in the day-to-day of our business, sometimes it's hard to look at it from an outside view. So having a coach, having a mastermind, having a group of other business owners that can look at things objectively, it's a game changer.
0: It's absolutely a game changer. I agree with you. It's, Yeah, it's, it's definitely a way I tell all of the people that join my masterminds. It's, it's absolutely a way to just double your business. I mean, really, and to have a community of people that'll walk alongside you because they don't end, you know, like you can go through a six week mastermind or whatever it is, or you and I are in a monthly mastermind and it's great to be able to have these people to bounce ideas off of or to connect and gosh, it's just worth so much in your business. Being an entrepreneur can be lonely you know, and having other people that can build you up when you need it or that you can build up when they need it is, gosh, it's just got so much value to it. So yeah, I hope that your listeners hear that and they, you know, I agree with you. I think the first time I heard how much some of these things cost, I was like, what? But then if you really think about it, I mean, the first one I ever joined was $2,000. And I remember saying to my husband, babe, we don't have $2,000 to just throw at a mastermind. Like we don't. I mean, we have so many expenses. And he was like, How fast do you think you can make it back if you did it? Like, do you think they're going to teach you something that's going to help you get a new skill set? And I said, Yes, if I can just get this one skill set from it, then I'll be able to make it back within six months. And he was like, Okay, one, I got like 12 different skill sets from it. And it totally leveled up our business as well. So I think it's well worth the money. Just set a goal for yourself, you know?
1: Absolutely. I think when you go in with the end in mind, it's going to be extremely helpful and be open to the possibilities. I had the exact same conversation with my husband. He was like, Christine, it is ridiculous to spend this amount of money. On this thing. So he wanted like action, actionable (laughs) tips from every single call, which I do a weekly mastermind. And I was like, okay. And it's so interesting because through this COVID period, even with zero income coming in from the business, my husband within like four months of doing the mastermind, I started it last July. He was like, wow, I'm sold. Like this is, yep. this is an expense that will never go away because of the value that it brings. hundred uh, percent. And I think it's kind of what you were saying is sometimes you just have to jump in kind of like yeah. with a VA, you find the money and you invest knowing that it's going to take you further and it's going to make you multiples of what you
0: invested in. A hundred percent. Yes. I love that.
1: I also think that you are amazingly generous with your content, and for those of you that do decide to check you out on social media, you do an awesome thing every weekday called Ten at Ten, um, and it's a great way to get to know you better on both a personal level, and then you always have a great business tip.
0: Thank you, thank you. I have a lot of fun with those. I it's funny because I go yes, I go live every weekday at 10 a.m. Eastern on my Facebook and my Instagram, and I before COVID, I'm telling you, I swore I would never go live. I was like, I will never go live in my business. I did it twice. Both times were a train wreck. And, um, and then COVID hit so many people in our industry were like, what are you doing? What are you doing? How are you doing that? What do you, you know? And I thought, I'm just going to go live every morning. I'm just going to start. I'm just going to see if I can help people. And it turned into 10 minutes every day of me just jumping on and saying like, here's what's crazy in my world. And, and here's a tip for what we're learning. You know, uh, so much of what I'm doing on a day to day is just sucking in as much knowledge as I can about all kinds of things. And if I can pour that into somebody that doesn't maybe have the time to read a book or listen to a podcast, and I can just give you a quick business tip to implement in your business. So it's a lot of fun, actually, all the things I ever thought would go wrong when I went live have gone wrong, but you know what? It's live. <laughs> and I have spit on camera. Uh, the cameras have gone off. My dogs have barked. My kids have walked in. I've had food in my teeth. I mean, everything. Um, and you know what? It's live and people are forgiving and it's a lot of fun. So yeah, so you can join me for that too. I, I actually totally forgot about that, but I have a lot of fun with it.
1: I love it. Oh my gosh. You're convincing me that maybe I just need to jump into this and try it.
0: You just need to do it. I tell people all the time, just do it. Just go live. It's fine. It's going to be great.
1: (laughs) Well, Brandy, you are a wealth of knowledge and I really appreciate you taking an hour out of your day to speak with us today. I will be sure to link everything in the show notes, but one last thing before we leave, can you impart any final words of wisdom about something that has really helped you move the needle in your business in creating a five-star experience for your customers?
0: Yeah, honestly, I would say do everything you do with all of the passion in your body. Like do not do anything in your business that you're not a thousand percent passionate about. And don't wait until you're ready. Just step out in faith, know that you can do it if you put the hard work to it. But I said this in our mastermind group last week, no one learns from the sidelines. You just can't, you cannot learn from sitting on the sidelines, what you will learn by being in the game. So you just need to start and do it and you will get bumps and bruises. You will figure it out the hard. Some things out the hard way. Um, but you'll learn and you'll get even better. And so I always say like, I've probably attended 200 volleyball games for my daughters over the last couple of years, two of them play volleyball. And I still can't play volleyball because all I do is sit in the stands and watch them. So while I know a lot about volleyball, you don't want to put me on the court, you know, so it's kind of the same thing in business, get in the game, just do it, jump in and you'll learn along the way.
1: I love that. Well, you are phenomenal. Thank you so much for your time today. And I will go ahead and link everything in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you too. Thank you so much, Brandy. Wow, what a powerful episode. I'm so thankful to Brandy and for the time that she spent with us today. I hope that you got as much out of this as I did. Okay, I've got a lot of things to link into the show notes today. So if you want to continue to keep up with Brandy, there are a few ways to do that. Definitely check out her podcast called She Who Dares. It is exceptional. And her website, brandygar.com. It's dot rcom I will go ahead and link both of those in the show notes. And if you'd like to work with Brandy, there's a couple of ways that you can do that. She is launching a Reels mini course on Black Friday, And then lastly, she also has an amazing mastermind called The Studio that is launching this coming January. I will link the waitlist so that you can be first in line to know when registration opens. So that's where you can find Brandy. Here are today's takeaways. Number one, meet your customers where they are, get rid of the autoresponders, and meet your customers anywhere where they want to contact you. Number two, Constantly look for ways to do business faster and more efficiently without sacrificing the high-touch level of quality service. Number three, hire experts for strategy. Paying them for one hour of their time is often less expensive and more efficient than you spending multiple hours trying to figure it out yourself. Number four, workflows and automation are your friend. Humans are flawed. Automations can fill in the gap. Number five. Don't hire someone just to get tasks off your plate. Hire someone for their skill set, someone opposite of you so that they can help you grow and scale your business. Basically, hire for the gap in your expertise. Number six, lean into your strengths and hire for your weaknesses. You can grow your strengths far more than you will ever improve your weaknesses. Number seven, do everything that you do with 100% of the passion that you have in your body. Your customers will notice. Number eight, don't wait until you're ready. You'll never be ready. Until you go for it, you can't learn and improve. So jump in. You'll learn along the way. All right. Well, that's the end of today's episode. If you're getting value from this show, it would mean the world to me if you would hit subscribe and leave us a review. That lets all of the providers know that we are producing great content and that you want to be here to listen to what I produce every single week. All right. Well, that's all I have for you today. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime, go be exceptional.